Good morning, everyone. Good morning, church. Come on in. Grab a seat. Make yourselves comfortable, but not too comfortable. For those of you that are at your cabins, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the last nice warm weekend of summer. Anyways, uh, so uh, make sure, whoa, hey, sorry. Make sure you turn down your cell phones so we don't interrupt the service. Um, so God is always talking to us, constantly talking to us. It's just whether or not you're actually listening to him. So uh, about a month ago, we're at a bar and grill eating, and uh, this one-man band is singing. And uh, he happened to sing these lyrics, and I'm like, that is, that's great. I'm going to share that some Sunday morning. And April and Megan are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, you, you got to do some research to it. I'm like, so for a whole month I've been meditating on this. So here it goes. I'm going to read the lyrics, and I'm pretty sure some of you are going to know who the artist is. All right, so it says, Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. No, I'll stand my ground, won't be turned around, and I'll keep this world from dragging me down. Going to stand my ground, and I won't back down. So to think of the worst place that you could possibly be as a person would be at the gates of hell. That would probably be the worst place you could possibly be. But yet Tom Petty says, I ain't going to back down. (laughs) But you know who wants us to back down is Satan. He wants us to get so discouraged, so beat up in this life, that we kind of withdraw ourselves and kind of like kind of go off on our own little place. And faith-wise, I think sometimes Satan's just like, you know, if I can keep them quiet, I might lose them when they go to heaven, but at least they're not going to tell anybody else. So here's the word that God gave me to give to this. In Romans 8, 37 through 39, Actually, all of Romans 8 is awesome. Well, the whole Bible is awesome, but here we go. (laughs) It says, And yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, gates of hell, nor anything created in in things shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And to think more than conquerors. That's what's cool about it. You didn't just win the battle. You conquered and you got more than enough. You you got the loot from from the battle so that you can actually go out and bless other people. So when you start walking from that perspective, I'm more than a conqueror. In church, we have to adopt that mentality. We have to walk around all the time going, I am more than a conqueror. Why? Because of the love of Jesus is in me. 
If I have that love, I, I, I'm telling you, you cannot fail. All right? So let's rise up. Happy birthday, by the way. And Caleb. And Caleb. Everybody else, whoever else is their birthday. Whew. All right, let's let's pray. Father, I thank you that we create that you, we are created in your image, which means we are more than conquerors. Absolutely nothing, nothing on this earth, nothing below this earth can ever keep us from that love. Lord, we choose to bask in that love, to to just absorb and just. Stay in that love constantly, Father, so that we are a difference maker in this world. That when we come in contact with people, they go, I want to know your God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Church. Many of you know God as a working God a check off the list God the God up on the throne and he wants you to know that he is the fun father the father that loves to just hang out and go do great things he yearns 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 to get up with you every morning in the cool of the day and walk and just love you don't you don't have to check off a list for him to love you you don't just be yourself just say father I am who I am but I need your love I need your love to make it through this day because I want to be more than a conqueror but I just want to dwell in your love I don't want to check off any lists. I just want to go on adventures with you because you're standing there with open arms, ready to go. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We're going to receive communion here in just a moment. But as we were as we were worshiping, I just I heard some things and I thought, you know, and I started meditating on them and the Lord brought me to some verses and so I'm gonna share something because I, I think it's something well I know it's something we need. And there's it's definitely something that some need more than others. And these verses are out of Luke chapter eighteen. Luke chapter eighteen, beginning with verse ten. Now, these aren't communion verses yet. They will be, though. Luke chapter 18, beginning with verse 10, Jesus is in the temple. He's being asked a lot of questions. He's been asked, he's been there. They've been trying to trick him. They've been trying to corner him. They've been trying to mess with him. And Jesus shares this story, this parable. Luke, 10, uh, Luke 18, verse 10 says, Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, 
or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. But that tax collector, the tax collector, verse 13, but the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you this, this man went down to the house, to his house, justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Now I'm going to read the next set of verses here that are considered communion. But listen to these words compared to the ones I just read out of Luke 18 about the two different men. 1 Corinthians 11.23 says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when He was betrayed took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is My body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of Me. In the same way, He also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in My blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of Me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. And then there's these verses which people read you know, every once in a while and they say different things about them. And I've heard that and I don't disagree with anybody. But I heard these words differently this morning. Verse 27. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be, will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28, let a person examine himself then and so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill. And some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. Here's what I here's what I know. And I know it because I, and I believe the Holy Spirit spoke it to me. There are those, maybe here, maybe you're watching online, I'm not sure. I don't know that. I don't know if it's somebody who's here this morning within the within my earshot or if it's somebody who is watching online. I, I don't know that. And it doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. But what I know is that there are some who don't feel worthy to participate in, in communion. You don't you've you don't feel worthy. And there are some 
who when it comes to this part of a service and in whatever church you're in, you, you sit there and you go, I can't go forward. I, I can't be a part of this. I don't measure up. I don't deserve it. I don't, I, I'm, I'm a sinner. And many times this is taught that you need to examine yourself and make sure there's no sin in you. Otherwise you'll receive it unworthily. And I heard it different this morning. This morning what I heard in the Spirit was that unworthily is going, got this all taken care of. Got it all covered. I done all the stuff. Said all the right things. Didn't do any of the wrong things. Boy, I'm glad I'm not like the guy who can't go forward. Or the gal. And the Holy Spirit said, which one is worthy and which one's unworthy? The whole purpose of his death, the whole purpose of his sacrifice was to take the unworthy and make them worthy. And it's very clear to me. It's very clear to me this morning that the unworthy one is going, I got this covered. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm not like everybody. I'm not like those that can't receive communion because they're sinners. It's about humility. My point is this. My point's not to talk you out of receiving communion this morning. <laughs> My point is not to, to say, hey, if you feel like you're, all, you're okay, you're good with God, you know, things, I'm going to go read. And then, I'll, oh gosh, I better not do it now. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for the other ones. If you're here today, or if you're watching online and you, you haven't received communion, or you, man, you may have even not stopped, you may, may have even stopped coming to church because you didn't feel like you were worthy. Jesus said, that humility, that humility is what qualifies you. I'm not perfect in the furthest sense of the word. I'm not worthy. We're not worthy. None of us are worthy. There's not a worthy person in there in your own ability, in your own strength, and in your own doing or not doing. We're made worthy by the blood. We're made worthy by the sacrifice. And He's telling you this morning to be a part of this. Maybe you haven't received communion in years. I'm telling you, this morning is your morning. This morning is your morning. You deserve, not because of what you did, what, who you are, what you've done. You deserve because of what He's done. He's made you worthy. And it's your humility that puts you in the right place to receive.
were singing, we were worshiping, and the Lord spoke to me and said that He has <laughs> set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And the enemy is telling you that you're unworthy. And he is telling you to come to me. Because this morning, as you take communion, those things that have been plaguing you, that have been destroying you in your minds, in your wills, in your emotions, God says, come to me. All your weary and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you a rest. I'm going to give you, when you take the cup, when you take the bread, when you sit at his table, he says, you are welcome at his table. And he said, come, come, come. Because all those things, what I saw was like this, this, he was throwing out this red carpet for you to come. His blood, his blood has covered every single thing that you have done. And he's saying, come, because when you come, things are going to come off of you today. Amen. They're going to come off of you. Those shackles, those things that have been hold, those chains that have been holding you back from being all that you can be because he's called you out of darkness and into the light. And this is the day that the Lord has made and you will rejoice and you will see what God has done in your life today. Amen. 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 So I'll have you all stand. The way we do it here, if you're if this is your first time here, we just want to welcome you. You're a part of this. If you're if you're if you're in him, you're you're welcome. You're welcome in this. We'll have the two center sections. Come to the center and come down, receive, you know, and then just take it back. We're gonna receive it together today. So just hold on to it until we're done. Then they're gonna go back. You go back in these side aisles, these middle aisles. The two side sections come down the center aisle there and then go back the same way as everybody else and we won't bump into each other. But Father, we thank You for this sacrifice. We thank You for the blood that was shed for us. We thank You for the body that was broken for us. And this morning as we receive this, as we celebrate, we proclaim the Lord's death. And we proclaim that those sins are forgiven. Those, those things that separated us from You are done. And we're not going to be held back from proclaiming that in our lives anymore. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 On the night that He was betrayed, He took the bread and He broke it. And He said, this 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 bread is is the symbol of my body broken for you. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Then He took the cup. He said, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, shed for you for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. This morning, Father, this morning, Jesus, we remember you. 
And I, I commit, we always will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Amen. Some of you are confused because you see me with the head microphone and the hand microphone. And children, you are dismissed. Thank you so much for being here this morning, in with us during worship and communion. You're the best. You're wonderful. I just want to carry that thought one one more step. The uh, sharing about those because I've I've known many people, too many people over the years who would not receive communion. They didn't feel that they were worthy. They never felt like they were worthy. And they didn't want to take any chances. And uh, like I said, I, I don't know if you're here. I don't know if this was, your, if this was for you in, in, in this room. or I actually really feel there's somebody online, watching online today or in the future. And I want to encourage you to come back into fellowship. If you've, if you've been staying away because you don't feel worthy or you don't feel like you deserve it, but you've been, you've been watching online, and there's, and there's reasons to watch online. And Paul even said that. If you're at your cabin today, hey, enjoy. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is there are people in this world who just, they can't, they just won't come back into the presence of God, into the, into the family, the, 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 the congregation for one reason or another. And sometimes, and I've talked to them, I've talked to people who said, I just, I just don't feel like I can. I feel like I'd be a hypocrite. <laughs> I can be a hypocrite. And I show up every week. It's okay. Just come. Just be in His presence. That's where we need to be the body of Christ. We need to be the body. We need to be together. And when we're together, you'll be blessed. I know you'll be blessed. I'll be blessed because you're here. Amen? Amen. Well, we actually, this morning is going to be a little interesting. Because there are actually a whole bunch of things we need to take care of. And they're important things. And, and don't think, oh great, I was hoping for one another power pack sermon. And you'll get it, I promise. <laughs> it may be shorter. But there's things that have been going on that we need to, we need to share about. And, and, and testimonies. There's, there's, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff been going on. And uh, we need, you know, we, it's, it's good for you to hear it, and it's yeah. good for you to know. And it is, it is as much about worshiping God as what anything else we would do. And so, you know, even announcements are because you, you get to hear what's going on and all the things that God is doing. And so the first thing we're going to do this morning is uh, uh, I want to um, pray for uh, Pastor Peter, Pastor Peter Molnar. Um, is uh, has been gone most of the summer, much of the summer because of a mission trip and family and so on and so forth. 
but during uh, the summer, Pastor Shiloh has assumed the youth pastor role um, with uh, doing that part of the ministry as well as overseeing um, all of the children's ministry and scheduling and teaching sometimes. But Pastor Peter has assumed the role of the young adults pastor and other duties. And uh, so earlier in the summer, we prayed for Pastor Shiloh. But uh, this morning, I want to pray for Pastor Peter. So wherever he's at, come on up here. And just in and just publicly acknowledging that gifting, that calling on his life, uh, moving into this next part of it. And then I'm going to have him share a little bit. And, and uh, no, put that down. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'll give it to you when you're ready. No. I'm <laughs> I'm teasing you. Let's pray for Pastor Peter. Father, thank you so much for this man, this man of God. Thank you for the giftings and callings and the the things that you have put in him that are your blessings to us. He is a gift to this church. Thank you, Father, for this next step, this next step in his ministry, this next step in his life. And I thank you, Father, as he steps into this new, newer role. It's, he's, been, he's been leading young adults for a number of years, but focusing on that and then doing other things as, as time moves on. I, Father, we just, I just pray for him now, and I impart into him all the gifts, any anointings that he needs, that he's going to need to do this job. Thank you for him. He, he is blessed and he is a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now you can have the microphone. Uh, good morning. Um, I know I, I briefly shared before, but um, it doesn't hurt to repeat. But So what really church, st- talking with staff and... and uh, we had a lots of lots of conversations. Uh, actually, let me take you back a little bit. And the first time I came to this church, it was back about seven years ago or seven, eight years ago. And, um, you know, started working as a youth minister. Um, and uh, the Shackleys were leading the, the youth group and, um, and did an amazing job as, as um, mentoring me into, into that role that I was extremely unfamiliar with. Um, but I noticed uh, something that we had a really strong youth presence even back then, and there was it, to me it felt like there was a, a missing generation in the church, and that was the young adult generation. And that's not a slap on anyone's wrist; it's it, it's just a it was just an acknowledgement. And and you can say that that's because we're not a college town. You know, we don't really have a college ministry here going on in Stillwater in Lake Elmo area. Uh, but it, I just. I felt like the Lord even back then started to speak to me about about the young adults and and you know what is a young adult I, I define it as a as a very unique stage in life it's when you're not a teenager anymore you're but you may still be living at home maybe not you're trying to figure out life really and uh, you're not under your parents uh, as far as they don't really have any authority over over you although they may think so but in reality they don't. 
you're trying to figure out where you're going to do with your life, who you're going to marry, where you're going to go to college, or what are you going to do after college, or you're, or you're a young adult who's newly married and just navigating uh, marriage as something totally new to you. Um, so it's just really been on my heart to, uh, to see that generation rise up even in our body here. And praise God, in the last couple of years, that body really has been growing um, here in our church. So um, after many conversations, what we decided to do is that um, we will have something separate catered towards the young adults, and that will be Monday nights, uh, meeting at or my place or our place, uh, starting from 5.30, and uh, we will feed you as well on Monday nights. Um, uh, hopefully that's a, that's a draw. Um, but... <laughs> Depends on who's cooking. <laughs> uh, but, um, so that's what we're going to be doing Monday night. Also, on Wednesdays, you know, Shiloh is taking over the youth group, uh, which is specifically catered to only youth uh, kids uh, going into uh, seventh grade and t- up to 12th grade, I believe. But as far as young adults go, we are going to have a class that is dealing with a young adult topic on a Wednesday night, but that is not restricted to young adults. For instance, the best example in this first quarter, we are going to do Financial Peace University. Um, so that's something that lots of young adults deal with. You know, if you're not a young adult but you want to take it, you can still take that class, sign up online, talk to Jason, he's in the back. Um, so that's what that's uh, going to look like. And just one quick other announcement about this Wednesday, and I mean, I know we said this uh, many times before, but how many of you enjoyed worship this morning uh, when the presence of the Lord was powerful? Um, it's been in our heart also that it's good to stay in the presence of the Lord. Amen? So every first Wednesday uh, of every month, we are going to have an extended worship um, service that's for the whole body starting this Wednesday at 6.30. Amen. Amen. And that's going to, like you said, it's going to be for the whole body. It's not just for the young adults. It's not just for the youth. It is for everyone. And it will be a Holy Ghost service. So if you know what a Holy Ghost service is, bring an extra pair of socks and... Uh, See, yeah, you got you to be, be older in the, in the church here to understand that one. Uh, if you don't know what a Holy Ghost service, just come on and be excited. It's going to be, it's, it's different. It's going to be wonderful. Very, very cool. All right, now I'm going to need help from my wife to remind me of everybody that we need to have share this morning because I, I remember some. One of the things is we had, uh, they had the uh, backpack giveaway that many people gave a lot of money to and, and really helped out and was a blessing. And uh, so I'm going to have uh, Johnny and Cheryl or whoever's going to share. Uh, Johnny, come on, come on up, Johnny. I want to say one thing before he... Please, 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 please. You're not on. Okay. Okay. Everyone who gave and everyone who came out and helped, we had 18 people do uh, pray the sinner's prayer. We gave away more than 350 backpacks. We had a full house. It was madness. It was awesome. There are people everywhere. We gave our shelves are empty. Our re- don't give stuff yet though, because if 
we're moving. We don't want to move at all. But we gave away everything. We were wiped out. It was amazing. I just wanted to say thank you so much on behalf of myself and everyone at St. Paul. It was an amazing day. I mean, what Cheryl said. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, not much to say. No, uh, thank you, everyone. Like I was saying, thank you for everyone that donated. We got rid of everything, all the backpacks, school supplies. Uh, we had a great turnout on Sunday as well. We had a man crying throughout the whole entire service. Because of this outreach, he was just, he was literally just going by. Because look, look at the change of the atmosphere of, of that section. Like it was phenomenal. Outreaches matter. And thank you for all who had joined in. We are grateful and we love you guys. Amen. 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 And then we have a video. Um, if you remember Arit, Arit and Yenahi, she uh, she is she's back in Colorado now, but she she made a video before she left. Hello, everybody. My name is Arit, and I am one of the summer 2023 interns uh, here at RVFM. A few weeks ago, I came before you to uh, share with you my desire to. Uh, put together a training event for evangelism. So an evangelism training for all of RVFN. And so today I'm coming back to say thank you. Um, a lot of you gave towards that endeavor. And because of your giving financially, we were able to put together a free folder of information. For those of you who came, you probably got one of this. And it had a notebook for you to take notes in, but it also had a lot of information that when I started in evangelism, it was really helpful that I didn't have to wait till I could read the whole Bible to know what to say. So just uh, having that um, booklet of information for people, I think that was really uh, very helpful. And it would make somebody... Uh, confident going out, knowing that they know at least some basic things to start with. So I really want to thank you for that. And I also want to say that there are a few left. So if anyone is interested, I'm going to leave them with Pastor Karen and you can, you can pick that up. So thank you so much for giving financially. Um, before I forget, I wanted to share scripture with you. So Paul is talking to the Corinthians about our, in, our, our roles, the benefit of our roles in the kingdom of God. And he says, um, so I'm going to come down to 1 Corinthians, and it's chapter 3, so we're going to go to verse 7. And it says, So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. Basically, whether you gave financially, you came physically to help, you prayed for the project. Essentially, you did what you could do. The Lord looks at the intent of your heart, your desire to participate for the furthering of his kingdom and he rewards you for it. 
And so I wanted to represent the Lord uh, and, and be one of the first to say thank you so much for giving financially. But also, I want to thank the people who took time out of their day. Some people were working full time and they uh, helped to put this together. Uh, those who fo- volunteered to help, to greet people coming in, to arrange for the food, to act in the skits, to direct the skits, uh, the AVL team who came in, as though they didn't have enough to do already uh, with all our services and activities here, but they came to run the video, the sound, the uh, pro presenter. I really appreciate you all. I know you didn't do this for me. You did this for the Lord and the Lord himself will reward you because his reward is greater. So I just wanted to uh, thank everybody, thank the pastors for promoting this to their congregation, thank the um, um, believers for coming out. It shows your heart for the lost. You appreciate the fact that the Lord saved you and you would like to uh, save someone else. I wanted to know that, you know, your effort is already reaping fruit. Somebody shared with me how uh, the training gave her the boldness to share the Lord with her ailing father. And now she can be confident that, you know, he's going to go to heaven with the Lord and she's going to see him when she gets there. Um, you know, about 20 people were one to the Lord the day we went out for the outing. And I believe that um, the, the effort of what you did is going to continue to grow. But I wanted to make sure to come back and say thank you so much. You guys are definitely an awesome bunch of people and I'm not uh, joking. Anyone who knows me really knows that I, I don't flatter to be frank with you. Um, you guys are great people. You're so hospitable. You're generous. Um, you're welcoming. I, I thought I felt at home at Caris, but I think you guys take it up a notch, you know. So thank you all so much. I really appreciate you. You guys are all wonderful. Thank you. Amen. And just so you know, she has promised to come back and do it again if, uh, if, if we desire. So, but it was videotaped. I don't know if it's been edited or anything yet or not yet. He's looking like, no, don't, don't tell him it's edited yet. <laughs> um, so it hasn't been edited, uh, but it will be. And so if you missed it and you still want to watch it, uh, it's, it's the whole training and, and you'll have everything. Um, there were f- over 50 people who were here over the two days. Um, it went, came the first night on Friday night and then on Saturday morning, so over 50. And then out of that also, um, there are a number of people who want to start a weekly outreach team from here. And so, Mark, can I have you stand? I, I didn't warn him ahead of time, but Mark, if you'd stand. So this is Mark Labath. And... Uh, he came to me last Sunday and said, hey, he says, after that teaching, he says, a number of us have been talking, can we start doing outreach? And I said, sure, that'd be a great idea. <laughs> yes, that'd be a wonderful idea. And so uh, we, don't, nothing, we don't have anything official yet, but just, you know, that's Mark, and we'll, we'll be talking and getting more specific with that as we go along. Um, but it's just very, very exciting, very exciting. Okay, good morning. As we receive the offering... Let me just remind you that the Bible says that uh, if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto us. And uh, I want God involved in my finances, in my family, in every part of my life, and I want my heart to be always inclined toward him as well. That's how important this is. And uh, as we look at the book of Acts, 
um, Paul's ministry was was in Ephesus, and it started with teaching, but then supernatural things started kicking in, and the Word of God just started spreading everywhere. Um, in Acts 19.20, it says, So mightily grew the Word of God and prevailed. And the Word of God was marching across Asia towards Europe, and and uh, one city after another city after another city, they'd... they'd put boots on the ground and and just establish more and more and more for the kingdom of God. And that's what we're involved in here as well. So um, how to give is going to be on the screen in a moment. And we just thank you for participating. Lord, thank you for this offering. We receive it with thanksgiving. Thank you for always bringing our hearts back to the right place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Boy, where do we go? I've only got an hour and a half. So, uh, whew. why don't we go to John fourteen eleven? John fourteen eleven. That's where we've been starting. John fourteen eleven. It is. I actually knew. I I knew we had a bunch of stuff that needed to be announced. And and you know, don't look at announcement Sundays as oh great. I, I could have stayed home and prepped for the football game today. You know, I could have tailgated all morning or whatever. All the stuff that's going on is important. It's part of the body. It's part of what's going on here. And, and we, have, we have actually people all the time saying, how do we become a part of this? You know, there's, there's something happening here. If you, you know, you've just even been here this morning. You can tell God is moving. And how do you become a part of it? And, what, and it's more than just Sunday morning services. There's stuff going on all week long. How do you become a part of it? Well, you show up. You know, you show up. I can guarantee you if you show up on a Wednesday night for a class, even if there are no chairs left, they will find another chair. We'll get you in. Don't feel like you're not welcome because, because it's full, because things do get full. Things, things happen. Um, so get there early. The earlier you get there, the better seats you get in the back, like where everybody wants to sit. But it's a good thing. Good, good stuff going on. Praise the Lord. John 14, 11 says, believe me, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Verse 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, with the fa- that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, if you ask me anything, in my name, I will do it. Jesus is not saying something that he doesn't mean. He didn't run out of words. He's just filling in words. I do that. I, I run out of a thought and I just keep talking sometimes, you know, to fill in. Jesus never did that. When he said that, he meant it. If you ask him, he will do it. Well, then, then we wonder why doesn't it happen sometimes? Why, when I ask for something, even if I believe, even even if I have scriptures that show that this is what's supposed to happen, and I ask for it, why are there times it doesn't happen? Well, then why should I even try? Why should I even go there? Why should I even you know have faith or whatever? Well, the problem is not God's. The problem is not God's. God is able to do anything. He spoke and stuff happened. He spoke and stuff happened. He spoke. He created everything we know by words. 
by speaking words. He said, and when, when, when he did, he sent his son in the right time, and that son died on the cross. And because he did it, every sin was forgiven. He did, he is able to do what he sets out to do. And if he says that we can ask for anything, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not because he's mean. It's not because he's, he's cruel. It's not because he's, he likes teasing people. It is, it has nothing to do with that. So then, then it falls on me, us. Well, that's mean. No, that's truth. You want to be set free this morning? Call it what it is. Believe it for what it is. It's truth. The truth is there's something going on. That's why the whole New Testament exists, so that it, he's teaching us over and over and over. Uh, turn to Mark. Turn to Mark. Chapter 11, verse 12. Because my question this morning, that if I were to preach my hour and a half sermon, was going to be, well, what, you know, it says that we can do what Jesus did. It says that we can do more than what Jesus did. And so then what did Jesus do? I, I, I set this all up over the first three uh, sermons about, you know, gave the introduction, gave the whole idea that God wants to work through you powerfully. He wants to work through us in his miracle working power. And he says that we can do what Jesus did. He's not kidding. He's not lying. He's not just, it's just not there because somebody, you know, whatever. He, he, he said, you can do what Jesus did. So then my question is, what did Jesus do? We have to look at what he did to understand what we can do. All right. So Mark, uh, Mark 11, beginning with verse 12, says this. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he, when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard it. So Jesus is walking along. Now I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm a, I've been in this game, you know, a pastor ministry. I've been in been the, in the church for about fifty nine and a half. You know, all, I've been here. I've been in the church for sixty years. I mean, I used to go to church when there was no child care. So my parents, I mean, I had to sit and be quiet all the way through service. Or my dad took me outside. Nobody wanted to be taken outside. But I've, I have heard sermon after sermon after... I've heard this stuff. I've heard it over and over again. And it says, it says here that, that, uh, you know, that he, he went and looked at the fig tree, but it wasn't time for figs. And so the God of all the universe who created figs, looks at it and says, I wanted a fig from you, and you're not going to give me a fig, so I curse you. And the thing died. Now, what is going on here? I mean, I'll just be honest. I don't play spiritual shell games. I don't don't say, oh, don't, don't notice the fact that it's not even fig season here. Let's not talk about that. What's going on here? Does he just like ticked at figs? I mean, you know, fig trees? What's, what's Jesus' deal? Well, there's more going on than the physical. He's saying more 
than what's happening in the physical. The fig tree was one of the symbols of Israel. And he was coming expecting fruit from Israel, from his ministry. Except it wasn't time for Israel to give up its fruit. It's time for the Gentiles. He died on that cross. The fruit has come since then. Now there will come fruit, remember? Because he said, when you see the fig tree come to fruition, know that that generation will not pass away before all these things get fulfilled. There is a day. There is a day when Israel's, it'll, it'll be Israel's, I mean, there are people, there are Israelis, there's Jews that get saved all the time. That's not what it's saying. But as far as the nation, there will come a day when the whole, anyone who's Jewish goes, yeah, he's Messiah. He's Messiah. They're going to say that. It's going to come to them. I pray that for my friends. Now they can get saved. They can get saved right now if they want to. And some do. Absolutely. But there will be a day. But what he's saying here is he was giving, a, he was giving an analogy that, that, that the, the Jewish nation wasn't ready to give up its fruit. And so he goes, this system... The, the, the system of the temple, the system of the sacrifices, you're, that's done. It's going to wither and die. We're not going to do sacrifices anymore. He said, I, you know, he's going to be the ultimate sacrifice. So there is a, the whole spiritual aspect and definition of what just happened in this story. But it doesn't negate the fact that he spoke to the, to the fig tree, cursed it, and it died. Now, one, one uh, book says that it died instantaneously. They watched it wither right in front of their eyes. This one talks about how he's going to come back a couple days later the next morning, and it's withered. Either way, that's a miracle. All right? So, Mark eleven twenty. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look! The fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered him, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. What did Jesus do? So we start, we, we've been, like I say, we've been talking about what are you going to do about this? And he said, you can do the things that he did, but what did Jesus do? He walked by faith. Yeah. Step one. It's where this all begins. You know, I'm not going to go back and teach on faith again, but he, he walked by faith. When he spoke, he knew that whatever he said was going to happen. When he spoke, he had no doubt. It says here, if you speak and you do not doubt, it will happen. So, is it possible? I want you to, to just put away all of your theological uh, shackles, all of your decades of, of all the teachings that said, well, that's not what he meant. I want you to put away all of that stuff. I'm going to ask you a question. Don't answer it quickly. Know that the answer I'm looking for is very evident. Could Jesus have spoke to a mountain and it lift up and be thrown into the sea? I said, don't answer. For all of you, I mean, it's the right answer, but I told you not to answer. Wow, we got to work on this. Okay. Yes, I really believe it. But that's why in, in Isaiah it says that his, the words of his mouth will not fall to the ground. 
he was very careful what he said. Very careful. Because he said, if you have faith, if you have faith, in, have the faith of God, when you have the faith of God, and, and there are the other, uh, there's an, other people that have translated have the faith of God, and some people have, re- have faith in God. We get the faith from God. We need His kind of faith. Does God believe in Himself? Let me just try that again. Uh, does God believe in Himself? Yes, He has the faith of God. He, he, he has no doubt that whatever He says is going to happen. Because when He speaks, stuff happens. Now Jesus says, if you, here's where this question, can you, can, could, now could, don't answer, please don't answer. Could you, I just want it to sink in, could you say, Mountain, be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and it would happen. Don't answer. I know you want to. Let's let it sink in. Could someone who did not doubt at all say to a mountain, be uprooted and cast into the sea? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Then the next question is, why doesn't it? Because of doubt. I'm right in there, folks. I'm right in there. That's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. So that's, that's so big, it's like, it's not even funny. Why is it even in here? But if there have been people in this world have spoke over things and they happened exactly as they spoke over it, that's no different. When you speak over sickness, when you, when you speak over somebody's sick, sickness, if you don't doubt, they will be healed. Jesus said, you lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. If you do this and you do not have doubt. Now, here's the deal. People get all upset if they say, well, I didn't have enough faith or I had doubt. Okay, I'll be the first to admit it. I don't have enough faith for some of the things I'm believing for. It's okay to say that. We need to get past that because if we can't get past that, then you'll always hang on to, well, it's not really my fault because. The fact is, it's not my fault. It's just I live in a world where all I hear all day long is no God can't, no God can't, no God can't, no God can't. And sometimes it comes from the church. Sometimes it comes from Christians. And that needs to stop. We need to stop listening to that stuff and only listen to what the Word says that if you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth that God will do it. Ask Him for anything. It starts today. It starts moving forward. It starts in small things and it gets bigger. Faith can grow. by you know Don't, don't go for the mountain yet. Maybe don't even go for cancer yet until you're ready. Maybe don't go for whatever big miracle you're hoping for. Maybe start with the little stuff. Start speaking over your day. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow's, tomorrow's a day off. That's too easy. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, when I go to work, it's going to be a glorious day. It's going to be a wonderful day. It's going to be a prosperous day. 
We're going to make great decisions for the company. I bless my company and I bless the, 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 the work of my hands and the work of my friends' hands. You start speaking blessing over them and oh gosh, I could go so much deeper and I can't because it's, I'm already past due. But I'm going to just, here's where we start. Start speaking life in the small things, small, small things. Start speaking over your children. Start, they're not small. They're very important. But, in the things that you go, okay, I can have faith for that. Get used to that and start meditating on the faithfulness of God. Amen? Stand with me, please. Know that next time I preach, we'll have an hour and a half sermon. Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you so much for this day and for these, these here. And I thank you for all that you're doing in, a, in, in this church and in us Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. We have a day off tomorrow. And I thank you, Lord, that we're just gonna, we're gonna have a wonderful time of rest, but also a a time of hanging out in fellowship with one another. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.